0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Welcome back to Sprott Money News. It is the 8th of July, 2016. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this morning is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning.
1: Hey, Craig, good morning. Another uh, interesting week. Not, not one of our most productive weeks of the year, but still uh, highly entertaining one way or another.
0: Well, and, and given in the, in the grand scheme of things, gold is, uh, in the last just two weeks alone, up 10%, or at least was 10% from trough to peak. Silver was up 15 So if we've got to give a little back, we've got to give a little back. What do you think of the employment numbers we saw this morning, Eric?
1: Well, you know, Craig, I've always been of the view that the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics can report almost anything they want. I mean, I find it shocking, and am I really supposed to believe that? Uh, an economy that created 11,000 jobs in June, which was revised down, uh, created 287,000 jobs. In, sorry, in May created 287,000 jobs in June, but I don't believe it for one second. You know, a lot of these numbers are modeled, and uh, I, I can't, I can't even believe. I sit and watch CNBC people debating the number. That I mean, the first thing you'd want to question is the number. <laughs> Particularly with all the revisions we have and the craziness of the numbers, so. And I noticed that the the weekly pay was only a point one, which is a big disappointment. I, I, I didn't see the hours worked yet. It would be uh, disappointing if it was flat, of course, or even down. But I don't know. I haven't seen that that part yet. It's a little. It's only been fifteen minutes ago, and I, I don't seem to have it anywhere. Um, but anyway, I don't. I don't believe the number. I mean, I. You see this contraction going on in the uh, in business. And, and whether it's the financial business, we're laying people off, uh, the capital goods business, the transportation business. I mean, it's just not um, a robust economy. I, find it, I, I don't believe for one second there were 287,000 jobs created.
0: Uh, don't forget, Eric, if you get fired from your good-paying uh, middle management job and take uh, three different new jobs, working at Starbucks, driving an Uber, and delivering <laughs> pizzas, that's a net positive of two jobs.
1: Well, I mean, I, I'm sure that's been uh, keeping things uh, looking better for quite a few years now, okay? I mean, it's been going on for two years now where guys that had one job now have two jobs, and it looks like, you know, we got all this employment going on, and the reality is that net, net, net personal income is doing nothing.
0: Back to the fundamental picture, though. Uh, it'll be interesting now, of course, because this will lead to more Fed job owning about higher rates. But I, everyone now just, is, I think, is under the assumption that it's impossible to raise rates, especially with Brexit. We now yeah. have uh, over $14 trillion worth of sovereign debt around the world that is, has a negative yield. We're seeing global demand everywhere surging. Uh, let's talk about that fundamental picture, Eric. Has anything changed?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, more and more people uh, who have to look at negative interest rates and a second factor, their own domestic currency weakening, which is a huge risk today. I mean, just think of the people in, in England where you know the pound has fallen by what's it fallen by 15 percent? I mean, yep. if they'd owned gold, they wouldn't have lost that 15 percent. In fact, they would have made the 10 or 15 percent from a couple of, couple of weeks ago. Uh, so they would have protected themselves. So there's there's really two things that are causing you to go there. One is the negative interest rates, and the other one is well, what's your own currency going to do? We we almost have more volatility in currency than we have in the stock market these days. So, uh, and it just brings more and more people uh, into the market, uh, as, as you mentioned earlier in our conversation that we had the Japanese housewives uh, uh, taking delivery of uh, gold over in uh, Switzerland. And then storing it over there because they're worried about it being confiscated. So, uh, and that that those are people who have a strong currency. <laughs> imagine if they had a weak currency. So it's just it's just going on around the world that more and more people are realizing that they should own gold. You know, you and I have seen that in um, in looking at the the amount of gold that's gone into ETFs so far this year. I mean, imagine five hundred tons in half a year. And I always go back to well, if you did a thousand tons in ETFs, uh, the Chinese are obviously consuming uh, two thousand tons. The Indians will consume whatever eight hundred. That accounts for all the world gold supply this year. Okay, and I haven't even got to the the coin dealers or the the mints who are all having uh, record production. Um, the jewelry haven't even used jewelry in the world yet. So th- there's no way that uh, uh, there's not more demand than there is supply. Although, I do believe that the the gold going in the ETFs, for the most part, might be paper gold so far.
0: Well, and let's talk about paper gold, because I know you want to talk about the COMEX. You mentioned uh, annual mine supply. As of last week's Commitment of Traders report, the commercials, as they call them on the COMEX, their gross short position is now about half Of the global mine supply for 2016, we've had some margin hikes too. Uh, What do you think of all the uh, shenanigans on the COMEX?
1: Well, the thing I like about the, the COMEX numbers lately is that the commercials on the long side have been increasing their longs and on the short side increasing their shorts. And I think there is a bifurcation between different camps of commercials that some are realizing I should be long here and others, of course, that I should be short. And if we could ever get them to not act in unison, and it looks like they're not acting in unison, then of course you, the guys who are, who have the short position, it, it's, we, we look at it as a gross short position. We're not going to net net out the longs with the shorts. Cause these guys have different investment styles and horizons. One wants to be long and the other guy wants to be short. So, I mean it's just monstrous amounts of gold I and mean, 45 million ounces of gold short. I mean, you know, if it if uh, the price goes up by uh, $10, you've lost 450 million. Uh same thing in silver. Um, the uh, the gross short position is uh something like 750 million ounces.
0: Yep. It's a
1: world that mines like just over 800 million ounces Say even worse. It's even worse than gold. I mean, the yeah. concentration is of shorts in the silver market is ridiculous. And Craig, this is just the COMEX, right? What's going on, in, on on the LBMA? Things that we don't even see short positions in, 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 in some of the silver equipment equities. So there's a huge short position out there. Uh, I'm glad to see that we've had now, they've announced margin rate increases. And it's funny, I was reflecting to myself last Friday, I so said, I'm surprised that there's no margin rate increase in silver. Then I said, but then again, the price has been going up and they're not going to raise margins when the price of silver is going up. They want it to be going down when they announce the silver margin increase. And, of course, they announced them effective, I guess, tonight's, but they announced them yesterday. And, of course, the price was a little weak. So really it had kind of a muted effect on the market. But if they would have announced that, you know, as silver was going to 21 and increased the margins at the same time, it would have been real hell for all those uh, guys who were short uh, silver. So they had to wait. Even though they'd increased gold earlier, they didn't increase silver, which I think just shows that the CME is playing into the hands of the commercials. But they still got a huge problem on their hands.
0: Well, it certainly looks that way. Uh, And it's going to be very, very interesting as we go forward. I I do want to point out, I'm sure you're aware of this, but to everybody listening, it's about 9 o'clock Eastern on Friday morning. Last Friday's close in Comex Gold was 1337, and I've got about 1348 as we speak. Silver was 1960, and that's about what it is right now. And the HUI's actually, well, it hasn't started trading yet, but last Friday's Huey close, uh, the mining share index was actually at 259. So, I, just for perspective, Eric, it doesn't seem like it's really that bad.
1: Yeah. No, there's not a lot of damage been done, and some of the momentum has been taken out of gold. Uh, but, you know, the, the problems continue. One of the things that we haven't talked about, I mean, this whole gating of uh, these real estate funds in England, yep. I mean, it's just shocking. The fact that the, you can't short uh, the uh, Monco de Paschi shares in Italy, that's the first sign of trouble, right? And yep. the fact that uh, Deutsche Bank is trading down, I think it's around the $11 number now. I mean, there is, a liquidity crisis going on in in Europe for sure, and uh, people, when they see these things, realize they got to do something to protect themselves, and that's something that they got to do uh, includes buying gold and silver. So I don't see any abatement in uh, in the demand for the two products. And of course, if, if people using their correct judgment keep buying it, boy, those shorts they'll get wiped out here.
0: Let's hope so, because this, the end of this paper derivative pricing scheme would certainly, uh, hopefully, at some point, be coming sometime soon. As we go into the rest of this month, I, you've recapped the fundamental story pretty well. Anything else you're keeping your eye on? Uh, and what kind of strategies are you employing yourself as we, as we go forward?
1: Sure. Well, you know, I've been very involved in uh, the buying equities uh, in the precious metal space uh i've tended to monetize some of my gold holdings by uh borrowing against that gold it's a bit of a risky strategy but i think the the trend is up and of course the trend has been spectacular so far this year in the equities the ue the index is now up 150 percent from its low and that's in less than six months so that's <laughs> that's been a pretty good ride here and uh so i'm uh, spending a lot of time looking to you know steal some value if something is really inexpensive I want to try to be there and uh, and, and get and get invested in it and, and hope that uh, the market realizes uh, what the true value is. I mean, I was looking at some silver stocks over this last weekend, and when I put in uh, $20 silver into the equation of what they were going to earn, I mean, I'm finding silver stocks that are trading at, you know, three and four times cash flow. Well, I, I love silver, and I can buy something at three or four times cash flow. Send it in. I mean, I'll, I'll just buy it all day long, so that's where i'm tending to spend my time
0: understandably so and hopefully we will keep spending our time there i know i enjoy spending time with you every week eric and uh (laughs) we've we've been an awful good run and it sure seems poised to continue once we get some of this uh, nonsense behind us today always great to visit with you i thank you very much for your time and i hope you have a great weekend
1: sure again and and just remind everyone it's evening one of nine okay we got lots in front of us so you have a great weekend too
0: from all of us at Sprott Money News. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.